0: Hi, this is Sarah Ann Macklin with the Live Well Be Well podcast, and here's a bite-sized moment of our mini series. Today, we explore with Kimberly Wilson, psychologist and nutritionist, why we shouldn't be ashamed of our emotion, anger. There's certain areas of the brain that process our emotions, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes when people can look at it more logically, it mm-hmm. really helps understand why, you know, you might be feeling more anxious at certain times, or why something like a run in the morning can be really helpful to help boost certain types of emotions. So would you be able to just give us, and I know that you have a chapter within your book, which I absolutely adore, by the way, but you have a part of there's talking about getting to know the brain. Yeah. Um, And I just love if you could maybe Talk a little bit about the important areas of the brain um and where our emotions are processed,
1: sure thing um yes, and I really I was really keen for this book because there are lots of books out there about individual aspects of brain health, you know mm. exercise, mindset, nutrition, and I wanted this book to be as comprehensive as possible and kind of cover everything and and I which it does really <laughs> Thank honestly, <you>. it does. <laughs> And I was really keen to get, you know, as a psychologist, the role of emotions in there because mm. we don't tend to think about emotions as being a key feature of our brain health, mm-hmm. which is very, very strange, right? Because if you ever are in the position of needing either a psychological or psychiatric assessment, um, then actually what the person who is assessing you is doing is really taking an account. Of your emotions, your emotional reactivity, the appropriateness of your emotions, the the response that you have to certain things. You know, are you laughing in the right places? If you're talking about something that's very very sad, is there any emotion in your face or in your voice, or do you seem kind of flat and cut off from it? Are you, you know, perhaps angry at, at something that it's unclear to everybody else that we're angry about? So mm. we're always actually thinking about the quality of your emotions and so it's always very strange to me that there isn't more you know in everyday healthcare, more guidance for people on understanding and managing your emotions so that's why i was so keen to have that section in the book mm. and there are a handful of emotions that people really struggle with um and anger is is one of the big ones um things like guilt and shame are big ones as well yes and and I kind of lead off with anger. I'm a big fan of anger, for example. Um, I think anger is fantastic. I, I dedicated an entire episode of my podcast to it. I've done posts on it. There will be banners and bunting. Like, <laughs> because I think anger is really, really, really misunderstood. We think about anger as something that is a sign of perhaps childishness because grown-ups should be able to control their emotions And if you're angry, then you're out of control. And that's absolutely not the case. Oh, wow. Okay. Tell us more. I talk about anger in the book as being your self-esteem emotion. And what I mean by that is that anger evolved as a protective instinct, right? Mm -hmm. So we evolved in situations where we kind of had to protect our territories, um, back in the day, that used to be maybe a physical territory or a family territory or resources like food and you know access to water and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But emotionally, it serves us the same function. And so, for example, if you're you're driving or maybe even you're standing in a queue and someone cuts in in front of you, your response is to get angry, and that anger is an indication of the unfairness of the situation, right? Yeah, it's oh, it's really unfair that someone has cut in in front of me. It's really unfair that I'm, you know, adhering to the social norms and basic manners and someone else has decided not to. And I think if you can get on board with the idea that anger is an indication to you of unfairness or injustice that you are experiencing or that you're seeing in the world, then it shifts your understanding of anger, right? And my my key example for this Is of Rosa Parks and um, you know that in backing Alabama in segregated, racially segregated America, she refused to give up her seat. So a black woman in the South, she refused to give up her seat to a white person because she was angry, but she wasn't violent. You know, she wasn't violent, she wasn't out of control. She sat still in her righteous anger. And she was one of the catalysts of the civil rights movement. So your anger, if you understand it and can process it and use it properly, can be both an indication to you of something that's unfair and unjust and therefore something that needs to be rectified mm. in your environment. And also, fuel. you know, it can power a lot of good. So. I kind of do that for the big five emotions in the book. And I talk about, look, you need to understand what these emotions mean mm. so that you don't just try to suppress them, cut them off, deny them, distract yourself from them, you know, run for hours to try to ignore them. Mm. Any of these suppress less them. helpful, you know, yep. exactly, drink them away, mm. go into workaholism, all of these activities that people use to avoid their emotions which end up being harmful because they restrict your ability to have relationships if you do that if you can't feel who you are you can't relate to other people pro- properly mm. um so i think what people need is an education in what emotions mean um i haven't spoken about where they are in the brain but they are there in oh, the brain yes. the limb- <laughs> so should we talk a little bit about the limbic system <laughs> yeah so for ex- for example with anger there's an area in the brain called the ventral uh, medial hypothalamus And what's really interesting about this area of the brain is that in trials where they've uh, looked at it in animals, you can turn a docile animal... Into an aggressive animal by electrically stimulating this area of the brain. So, what that tells us is that anger is hardwired into the brain. It's not a choice. It's not just a decision that you're making. It's not a, a sign of a lack of control. It's there in your brain. And things don't tend to stick around in your brain if, if they don't serve a function. And this is what I mean that there is a function to these emotions. They serve a purpose, which is why they're still there. And so, trying to deny them and suppress them is actually going against nature trying to understand them and use them is you know going with the best of your nature
0: thank you for listening for the full interview follow the link in the show notes and be sure to subscribe follow and share the live well be well podcast with the season launch of series nine coming very soon